Hello, everyone, and welcome to Permission to Play. This is Julie Cotton, founder of Next Level Improv and creator of Improv Against Normality. Today, we have the joy, the honor, the pleasure of having one of my favorite playmates. That sounds that sounds maybe not how I mean it, but it sounds dirty. <laughs> I did that. One of my favorite people to play with. That's still, I'm still kind of in that weird ballpark, but you know, I love to play, and I have a longtime friend, uh, like a sister, sitting next to me. And uh, I'm going to talk with her. Her name is Samantha Melisenka. She's a brilliant dancer, performer, instructor, all things related to movement and dance and all the things. And partnership. And partnership, yes. Partnership dancing. It is a partnership. Ballroom dancing. All right, so Samantha, I would love to hear uh, from you. So this this podcast was created, and again, it's designed to give people permission to play in their lives. And I think one area where we can all benefit from playing more is in the movement of our bodies and specifically in dance. So if you would, could you please share with us um, a little bit about your history, like what drew you to dance and how do you use it to add more play to your life? Well, hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me on. It's really fun. Hi, Playtime Universe. What's up? Um... I've been dancing since I was 10 years old, starting very late with ballet, and then when I was about 16, realizing, you know, ballet, tap, jazz, dance teams in high school, that kind of thing, that you could actually dance with boys in ballroom dancing, I switched over pretty quick. So then you realize that, well, I started off there, and I was, I've been dancing now, I've been teaching and dancing and competing. Uh, professionally and pro-am with my students for about 20 years now so kind of like you can do the math guess how old I am <laughs> but um <laughs> but what I've learned over all that time and what I've experienced is that whenever you let it be fun and you don't want to get too serious and I do that a lot with my students keep them in the fun of it because it can get pretty serious mm-hmm. in the competitive world of dancing as we all have seen in all the shows that mm-hmm. on all over the television now um we keep it, uh, keep it like a game between the two, and, and with me, I'm always describing the conversation and making it a fun conversation, a funny conversation, because I'm hilarious, mm-hmm. so I have to be in order to be good at my job teaching, but, um, you know, keeping it fun, conversation, throwing it back and forth, like, volleying it back and forth, kind of like you do when you describe an improv. Yes, Absolutely. And that's something, too, that I would say um, dance has in common with improv, and I I love that you likened it to a game and to a conversation. One of the tenets of improv is um, to make your scene partner look amazing, and that is something I have observed you do time and time again. Uh, I've had the pleasure of dropping into your group dance classes in uh, downtown Delray Beach. I know you still offer those from time to time, so hopefully we'll, we'll get to hear the next time that you're offering those, um, you know, and where people can find out about how to uh, learn from you and play with you. But I would like to hear more about, you know, how you implement that. I know that it's an improv tenant, but I know that 
being a dance instructor, you're improvising all the time. You're on your feet and you're thinking in the moment, you're meeting your uh, students where they are. And even on the dance floor, as you're competing with your students, you're making them look amazing all the time. So I'd love to hear more about how you use that principle in the world of dance. Well, with partnership dancing and honestly with any kind of any kind of ballet, tap, that kind of thing, there's always a relationship going on. With ballroom, it's a little more immediate where you see your partner. Um, and you do everything you can to make sure that that other person is looking and feeling great. Now, that's not always people's perspective, but it's what I promote in our world. And honestly, the people that are good at it and they have fun with it and look good at it, it that's what they're doing. That's their perspective. But even ballet, it's the conversation between the dancer and the music, the dancer and the audience, the dancer and the people dancing next next to them, that kind of a thing. And when everybody has the confidence, somebody was trying to figure out about leading and following the other day, and they were saying, oh, well, I think it was you. You said, oh, well, you just you, you trust them fully and I said I don't trust them at all <laughs> they're my students they don't know what they're doing why would I trust them <laughs> I I trust myself is what it is I know where my balance is at all times I have I can dance from foot to foot and I know my rhythm it's mostly knowing your rhythm and I think that's true in like life if you know how far and how hard you can play at something you know the rhythm you know how much sleep you need you know how much food you need to eat you you have a good rhythm in your own life when you go to meet other people you you're a little more confident comfortable that kind of a thing if you know the rhythm of dancing and you have it memorized, you can all of a sudden dance with a partner and there's no, there's no pause like that, like I just said. There's no pausing. <laughs> that was very good, very good. Pause for effect. I yeah. love that. Um, you know, you spoke to something, Samantha, rhythm and the rhythm of the, your own internal rhythm, but the rhythm of the sea, the rhythm of the music, even the rhythm of your partner. And it, it makes me think of, um, in improv and in this game too, improv against normality, what what it, improv actually is a very complex art form, and those that do it well make it look effortless and easy. Mm-hmm. And I would say the same is true of dancers that I've seen who are highly skilled, yet they're able to make dance look effortless. And I would say, uh, from personal experience, that that actually comes from, you know a high level of discipline and structure. So letting the structure kind of be innate in the body, in the human body, uh, as it is in an improv scene or an improv game, right? So like people are like, oh, you're an improviser, and so, you know, so why do you go to rehearsals? <laughs> and really we go to rehearse the structure of the game. And I would imagine uh, it's some, somewhat similar in dance with choreography. Like you go and you rehearse so that in the moment you're bodies can effortlessly move through something uh, and make it seem like it's super easy and graceful, but actually it's highly structured. Can you speak into some uh, more of the structure of dance? Absolutely. When my students ask or they're trying to figure out or understand, because uh, <clears throat> they come in and they say, oh, I, just want, I don't want to be professional. I just want to have fun. It's like, hmm, okay. Well, you still have to 
think about it like a professional. None of us walked into kindergarten and said, I don't want to be a professional speaker or writer. I just want to be able to, you know, have a few conversations. They still made you learn the whole alphabet, all the words they could cram in your head, and they made you memorize all the grammar. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing, you know, like we have to memorize all the steps and we need to learn all the rules, know the basic rules. It's not all the rules so you can be a professional competing in the world stage, but you need to have all the rules down so well that you can so you can break them mm. and you can have fun. It's like a friend of mine once said, and a lot of bilingual people I know, they said, you know, the best way to get to learn a language is to have a reason to argue in it. <laughs> it's like you want to learn as much as you can so you can go quickly and know quickly how to say things and whatnot. And you know, people have done it in love, you know, love languages where they've learned things really, really well so that they can write love letters. And it's the passion, you know, you want to, I think passion takes you into certain level of, uh, familiarity or not familiarity I'm looking for what's the word when you say you know something so well so like you get like a, an obsession with it like a little bit of an obsession and it kind of it kind of makes you fall in line with it all the dancers I know that know how to do what they do well it's because they just fell in love with it mm-hmm. they fell in love with it and then somebody told them or it was a passion of somebody telling them once they kind of liked it that they couldn't do it whatever drives you mm-hmm. and so you have to know the the whole vocabulary and all the grammar in order to have a conversation because mm. it's, it's just so much a conversation for me. That is such a great analogy and um, as you're sharing it's having me kind of think through what are the what are the levels of improv and we definitely have them like what is it like to be a kindergartner in improv and basically learning the basics and, and that's where I really my attempt with this game was to create an opportunity for people to begin the conversation if they've never played before to pick it up and be able to have an experience in the moment of succeeding and I've uh, that's something I would like in your um, drop-in uh, dance classes mm-hmm. so you're giving people an opportunity you're you're paring down moves simple enough, the basics, you know, like starting with the basics and building with these blocks. Um, and that feels like the way that we do, we build a vocabulary, whether it's with our body in movement, with dance, or whether it's with the games of how to play improv. And we're, um, we're creating common agreements and in, a, in the world of play together, right? Like, Absolutely. So it'd be like if I'm in, a, if I'm playing basketball, but I'm bringing my tennis rules with me on the basketball court, I'm not going to have success. Absolutely not. So, so really coming together and, re- and defining a sense of rules or determining the game's play so that everyone can experience winning and that play is fun now. Right. It's like you're, to have, I think, to be a good dancer, uh, now you can take the hard road and be the best in the world and get it, you know, kind of like step on people as you go up the ladder or you can be that person that people look at the, look at you dancing socially and they're just like why do I like why does everybody watch that person mm-hmm. right and it's because they're the nice kid on the playground trying to make everybody else have fun too mm-hmm. and whenever somebody makes a move it's not just about well how does that make me feel it's like how do I keep it keep the flow going and how long can I keep this ball off the floor <laughs> so you know if you're playing hacky sack or something you know it's like you you work together not to 
yeah. make it, you know, you're trying to create the longest game of hacky sack, mm-hmm. you know, record between the mm-hmm. two of you. You're not trying to beat your partner. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. I always remind my part, my dance students and some of my partners, it's like, we're on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. That is something, I mean, if, if anything, my vision with this game uh, is to is to really build a, a world where people can play together. Well, they, they recognize the connection. Yeah. You know? Yep. And that's something, so even the learning the vocabulary so that we can speak the same language, so that we can play the same game, we can move the ball down the field, the proverbial field of play together. And so we can be valuable not only to ourselves, but to the people around us yeah that's the thing I love that and that hacky sack image too it's a great image for my improvisers out there you know so those of you listening you know go take a dance class you might learn uh, again that principle of how do I make my scene partner look amazing and how do we keep the ball uh, up in the play going together because Um, with dancing there's a major looking good conversation (laughs) going on for the guys and the girls Well, thank you, Samantha. It's You're been welcome. a pleasure, um, pleasure being chatting here. with you today. And uh, for those of you who are inclined uh, and you're local to the South Florida area, you can check Samantha out. Uh, she's available at where SamanthaProBallroom.com. SamanthaProBallroom.com is how you can or find on her. Or on Facebook, Samantha Melisenka. <laughs> yes. You can put that in the description. Yes, and I will we'll type that out for you so that you have that. It'll be in in our in our description here on the podcast. And remember to play more. How can you see yourself uh, enjoy in flow, moving your body and raising your vibration. Make today spectacular. Get out and play.